So we are going to finish this series right now, which is called Life in Pieces. And in this series, we have talked about just different areas of your life and different aspects and different things that you deal with. We talked about the mental aspect, which you guys are dealing with a lot as you go through school and as you go through just different life decisions and things where you have to think about things and where you are getting more and more choices and more and more freedom and more and more decision. Uh, one of the things that goes with wisdom, one of the things that you guys run into as you get into the middle school, high school age is a lot of adults, teachers, even parents and other adults in the world, uh, they will kind of say one of two things to you. One of them is act more mature, you know, act your age, blah, blah, blah. But the other one is your opinion doesn't matter, you're too young. And that's kind of confusing and that's hard. And so that's where wisdom comes in to know how to respond to that and know uh, that your opinion is, still matters no matter what, your life still matters no matter what. Uh, we continued to talk about body image and that's something that is a huge issue uh, in everywhere, but I think especially in America, especially among teens. Uh, because so much is expected of you, so much is asked of you, so much is told of you. One of the things that I hadn't talked about that I, I wanted to is there's so many diet fads going on, and they're, they're always there, they're always something that people deal with, but sometimes in sports, you guys are kind of called to lose weight or gain weight real quick and in different stretches, and that can be really hard and it can affect your body, so always be aware of why you're doing something, always be healthy, always do stuff like that, because the image of a body, the image of beauty, that changes. And so anytime you are told or asked to change how you look to please someone else, that person, don't worry about it. Uh, just be who you are and keep going that way. We talked about the emotional aspect of your life. And I've talked several times about how uh, I deal with depression and anxiety and how I'm introverted and all these things that make it very difficult sometimes to stand up here and talk because I judge myself harshly. Um, sometimes I think we are, well still, it's becoming more and more accepted in, with di different mental things and emotional things, but still a lot of the times it's like, hey, yeah, walk it off, or hey, yeah, you know, you were sad for long enough, or why don't you get over it, or why don't you do this, or why don't you just smile, uh, stuff like that. And, and it's important to be aware of your emotions and be aware of why you feel something. But more than that, it's important to always keep fighting and to know that you're not alone and to have people you can talk to, people that will listen to you, people that you can trust, uh, that, that will be like, okay, let's talk about this. Let's discuss this. Let's figure this out. And then last week we talked about the spiritual aspect and love God, love others, which is something that I'll say a lot because that is what Christianity boils down to. Sometimes we make it really hard. Sometimes we have a lot of don'ts and a lot of do's and a lot of things, but it comes down to those four words. Love God with everything that you have. Do everything you can to be like him. Do everything you can to show that love to him. And then love others, no matter what they do, no matter who they are, no matter how they believe, no matter what they look like, love them. That does not mean be their best friend. It does not mean allow yourself to be abused, but it means not hate them. Um, unfortunately, like a lot of times, that's what we see uh, in the world is a lot of hatred and a lot of uh, people just trashing people for being different. And so we sometimes get caught up in that. But for us, it's so important to be different. Um, if you look back at Jesus, the way that he was treated was awful. Like literally by everybody, he was just treated horribly. Even his followers, even his closest friends, like they betrayed him or they ran from him or they hurt his feelings or something. And yet he still showed love. He still did what he could do. He still was who he is. And that's what we're supposed to do. And then this week, we are talking about kind of all of that together um, in the aspect of it being a roller coaster. And so the first thing I'm going to say before I get into the scripture is, 
no matter which part of those, so like if you break those down, and in the small groups, if we have time, like you're going to talk about these, uh, but if you break those down, and so you think, well, how am I with my, my mental life, with my wisdom? How am I with my, my body image? How am I with my emotions? How am I uh, with my spiritual? Like all of those things. The important thing to remember is that you are not perfect. You're not going to just be going up, 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 up. Like if you decide, you're like, okay, uh, I really liked what he said about wisdom that week, so I'm just going to really work on wisdom. I'm going to try to make wise decisions. I'm going to try to make good decisions. I'm going to try to be a good example and all those things. You're not going to be perfect. You're not. Like you're going to mess up. You're going to make the wrong decision. You're going to, to just have some kind of mess up. Now, I'll say this again, but that doesn't mean that you go through your life like, you know what? He said that I'll mess up sometimes, so I'm going to go ahead and screw up now on purpose, and then later I'll ask for forgiveness. That's, that's not what I'm saying. You do your best still, but you have to understand that you're not going to be perfect. And it's the same with each of them. It's going to be an up and down process uh, because as you work on things, there are going to be some times where you take a lot of step forwards and it's like steps forward and it's like, man, things feel so good right now or I'm so happy or I feel content or school's going well, life's going well, church is going well, my friends are going well, and it's going to feel awesome. But then sometimes some of those things are going to fall backwards and you're going to feel like, well, it's over, it's done. Um, one of the things that, like, there's a lot of different thought, quote-unquote, thought experience, experiments that you'll hear in the church. Uh, one of them people will talk about is what if, like, you've been a Christian your whole life. So let's say that uh, Carol, who's been a Christian, I'm going to guess your whole life, but I'm not going to call you up to ask you and bother you, but your whole life. You've been a Christian, you've worked, you've volunteered in the church, you've done so many good things, you've, you've just tried your best, is what it comes down to. You've, you've taught and you've studied and you've worshiped and all of these things and then you go and you rob a bank and then you leave from the bank and you get hit by a car and die and so there's that type of thing where it's like wait so if you're a Christian your whole life and you sin once are you done no no now again you don't want to go through your life being like oh well he said I have a free pass that's not what I'm saying either what I'm saying is what matters is your heart what matters is your intent what matters is the fact that you try and you're going to mess up in any of these aspects, you're going to mess up. Don't rob a bank. Sorry, Carol, you don't rob a bank, but you're going to mess up. And so you have to understand that God has grace for you. And so you learn from that. That's the most important thing. And that goes back to wisdom is learning from that. And so I want to go with a story that I like a lot. It's from Matthew 14, 22 through 36. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back in the boat and cross to the other side of the lake where he sent the people home. After sending them home, uh, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. So basically, I, put, I started here. Uh, this is after, I believe, the feeding of the 5,000, 10,000, 15,000, whatever you go with on numbers. But Jesus had just done a lot. And Jesus was basically, so he was 33 when he was crucified. And for the first 30 years, it was kind of like he lived his life and he trained and he prayed and he did all these things to build it up. And then his ministry that we read about in the Gospels was three years. Now, that doesn't mean that he never talked about God before that. It doesn't mean that he didn't pray with people. It doesn't mean any of that. But it means that the ministry where he went around with the, went around with the disciples, the ministry that we see was about three years of his life. And so every second of those three years and every second of the time before that, was he was dedicated to God, dedicated to the mission, dedicated to doing good dedicated to helping people, dedicated to making a difference with every second of his life. He was always an example. And yet what this shows us is even Jesus, who had knew his time was running out on the earth, took a break. 
Now, I'm not saying that he took a break and went to a bar. He didn't go to a casino or whatever. I'm saying he took a break. He took time to himself. He took time to pray. He took time to reflect. He took time to think. He took time to, to be alone. He took time to himself. And that tells us how with each of these, we need that. Um, sometimes, some of you guys, you're involved with sports and you have a job and you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend and you have school and you have church and you have choir and you have a bell choir and you have something else that I can't think of to add on. You have all of these different, you have a blog and you have a TikTok that you have to go because you've got a lot of followers and you're getting really popular and you've got a match coming up against Jake Paul to box him and all these different things that you got to do. And uh, if you do, please knock him out. But anyway, so you've got all of these different things that are going on in your life. And so you're stretched all these different ways. And so some of you guys, like you wake up and you go to school. And then right after school, you've got practice. And right after practice, you've got work. And right after work, you've got homework. And right after homework, you've got something else and something else and something else. And so it's honestly, for some of you, harder than it is to be an adult in some ways. And yet, if you keep doing that, you're going to crash. Like some of these things, you can't be stretched so many ways. Something's going to fall. Um, and so that's why you have to find time to take time. You have to find time like Jesus did, who is our example, who is our savior, who is our king, who is our everything, to take time away to just, even if it's a couple minutes, even if it's five minutes, to take time to pray and then to just kind of be there with whatever uh, relaxes you. Um, we haven't had fall retreat for a while because there's something called COVID. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's a thing. Um, and so, but one of the things I do at fall retreats is I have like 15 minute quiet times for people. So like you have groups and you have messages and then you take 15 minutes to yourself. I don't dictate what you do. So like some people, uh, they listen to music and some people they read and some people they pray and some people they draw and some people they write. Some people, uh, they run around in a circle. Some people, you know, whatever else I've run out of things to say, but the point is to take that time. And it's going to be hard to start it. The hardest thing is starting it. But you have to make it a habit. And that's what Jesus did. Because even though he knew that his time on earth with the disciples, it was so valuable to him. And he loved them. And he loves us. He still took time because he knew that he needed that. Because people needed that. And he did it so we would see it. So regardless of which aspect you're working on, you've got to take time. And again, whatever it is that kind of refreshes you. I do say pray each time. Uh, pray as much as you can. One of the things that, uh, especially new Christians, but a lot of people think with prayer is, okay, so if I pray, whether it's somebody asking me or if it's me on my own, it's got to sound like Shakespeare. Like it's got to be amazing and it's got to be long and it's got to be impressive. It's got to be something like out of a book. It's, it's not, that's not prayer. Prayer is just talking to Jesus. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be five minutes, 10 minutes. It's just you talking to Jesus. And sometimes a prayer is honestly, uh, Lord, be with me today. Be with me in this. Sometimes it's, God, I need you. Sometimes it's that simple. But it's to take that prayer time. Um, and then do something for however long, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever, to kind of reflect and kind of be there yourself, to give yourself this time. And for a lot of you, it'll be music. Uh, for some of you, it'll be writing. For some of you, it'll be drawing. Uh, for me, actually, I, I get, so I am abnormal in that I don't really listen to music. I go to musicals, so those are cool. But uh, I get my quote-unquote refreshment from television shows, like not stupid reality shows, but like actual television shows, like Supernatural, as I've mentioned before. Um, and it's 
something about the story, something about seeing the plot play out, something about seeing characters and relationships. It just, it speaks to me in a way that music does to a lot of people. But whatever it is, use that time to kind of reflect and kind of refresh. And that's important. And Jesus shows us that. And so we go on. Uh, Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land, for a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, uh, walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified in their fear. They cried out, it's a ghost. Uh, But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you, walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. And I stop it here because we always forget when we hear this story. Some of you have already heard it. Some of you have read it. Some of you know it. Whatever. When we read this story, it's always about what happens next. But this part is where I stopped it because he was successful. It literally says Peter walked on the water like Jesus. He saw Jesus doing it and he walked on the water. Um, I encourage you after this to go find a lake or a pond or a pool and see if you can walk on the water and then make sure you video it because I'd like to see it. But for real, like he walked on the water. Please don't do that without proper adult supervision. Um, But he walked on the water. He literally walked on the water. What happens next doesn't matter, but this is my point. Sometimes you're going to be working on schoolwork. And you're going to nail everything. Like, you're going to understand the school stuff. And you're going to understand, like, the problems. And you're going to just get an A. And you're going to be like, this is so awesome. And that's awesome. Sometimes you're not going to get it. Because people get different things. Uh, Sometimes, like your relationships. And I'm not just talking boy-girl. I'm talking friendship, family, everything. They're going to be clicking. And they're going to be awesome. And it's going to feel good. Sometimes it's not. And sometimes it'll be your fault. Sometimes it'll be their fault. Sometimes it's nobody's fault. Sometimes you're going to feel really good about yourself. You're going to feel like, you know what? I actually like my hair today, although I don't personally. Uh, Or I actually do this, or I actually do that. And sometimes you're going to question yourself. Sometimes you're going to feel so close to Jesus, so close that you're like, nothing could ever shake this. And sometimes you're not. The point is to remember those times that you feel it, those times that it was a success, those times that it was up. Uh, I assume everybody here has at some point in your life ridden a roller coaster. My favorite one, although I haven't ridden some of the newer ones at Cedar Point, is at Cedar Point it's called Millennium. Uh, and it's really cool, it's high, and it has a long drop, and you just have a little chest bar, so it like, feels really cool, and you pop out of your seat, like three people each ride fall out and die, like it's really awesome. And so, and so I love it, but you keep, if you just kept going up, and you just kept going up, nothing happens. Like, it's not a really good ride. And if you just kept going, going down, like, again, doesn't mean anything. But that first drop matters because you went up. And the next going up matters because you went down. And again, I'm not saying look for those downs and try to, to mess up. No, no, no. But I'm saying that remember your ups. Remember your victories. Remember, no matter how big or small they are, remember them when you're in the midst of a failure, when you're in the midst of a hurt, when you're in the midst of a down. Because they're going to come. Uh, Most of you were here last week. Maybe all of you were here last week. Uh, I moved this thing over there. It's a seemingly innocuous moment in my life. It was just like, hey, everybody's back there. I'm going to move it. And then I was out from the light, and I'm reading, and I couldn't read the scripture, and I had to pull out my phone flashlight. Uh, Some of you probably chuckled. Some of you forgot about it. Some of you didn't care. Hope's still laughing, but that's okay. Uh, But that, that scarred me. 
Uh, and it's not that I care about glasses, because I'm fine with it. But it's that my entire life, uh, I did not like anything about myself, for the most part. But I was 20-20 vision. I could see perfectly. I passed every eye test, and you're like, that's really dumb. I was like, hey, it was something. It was something about my, my physical appearance. It's like, hey, I've got this. And then as I've gotten older, I'm 75 now, uh, I, I got less and less able to see the darker it got. Now, I'm still good right now. I can see this right here. Uh, I can see down to like 11 point most of the times. But when the light starts to go away, I have to have reading glasses now. And it's, I don't care. Like, I'm fine with it. But it's just there's this minor thing where I'm like, that's one more thing about yourself. And that's my voice saying that. And so, again, that's something where we're going to have our downs. And sometimes it's not going to make sense to anyone but you. Sometimes somebody's not going to understand at all what's bothering you. But Jesus does. And that's where that quiet time comes. That's where having people that you trust comes in. And so that's why I'm saying with Peter, before this next part, he successfully walked on water. You are going to have moments where you successfully walk on water, figuratively, where you successfully walk on water. Next part. Go away, fly. Next part. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. So this is the part people remember. He sank. Why did he sink? Um, why did he sink? There's a fly. Why did he sink? Because he looked around at the storms. Because he looked around at the darkness. Because he looked around at the disciples watching him and whispering and like, hey, Peter's doing it. Do you think he's going to make it? He heard that. But... While he looked at Jesus, while he was focused ahead, he was good. He was nailing it. He was awesome. And as soon as he looked around, fell. Uh, so I like sports. I'm competitive. Uh, I'm okay. I'm better than you think at some things, worse than you think at others. But uh, I like playing baseball or softball, whatever. I hate softball, actually. I like baseball. But uh, I hate being in the outfield. I'm pretty good at infield, and I'm pretty good at pitching, and I'm pretty good at catching. But in the outfield... I start to overthink when a ball is coming. I can take line drives and I can do that, but it's like when there's a ball up in the air, I start to think, wait, am I in the right place? Wait, can I do it? And I start to question myself. I start to look at the storms, the storms. Some of you guys, pop quizzes. I'm not gonna give you one, don't worry. Rob was terrified right now. Some of you guys on pop quizzes, you're like, I nailed this. Or improv speeches or things where you're just called to do them right now, like you're scared and they're bad, but it's like, boom, you're there. But when you have time to prepare, you have a lot of stuff to study for, you, you kind of you freak out yourself out. And so that's what Peter did. He started to look around. So like you're going to have victories and you're going to have failures. But what makes the failures worse is when you start to look at everything else around you, when you start to listen to the voices of people saying you're going to fail, people saying you can't, when you start to look at the problems instead of the successes. That's why no matter what, you think about those victories and you keep remembering them even as you fail. Uh, last part of the scripture, I think. Yes. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. Uh, you have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the son of God, they exclaimed. After they had crossed the lake, they landed at uh, Genesaret. When the people recognized Jesus, the news of his arrival spread quickly throughout the whole area. And soon people were bringing all their sick to be healed. They begged him to let the sick touch at least the, the fringe of his robe, and all who touched him were healed. So the point there is immediately Jesus helped him. That's the thing. Uh, no matter what you do in your life, no matter how much you mess up, no matter how much you fail, no matter what people say, no matter what you think, no matter what, 
the second that you look at Jesus and say, hey, help me, boom, he helps you. The second. Peter was successful, and then he gave up. He lost faith, not just in himself, but in Jesus, and he sank. But Jesus wasn't like, dude, I'm going to let you sink for a little bit, and you know, let's talk about your failures, and let's talk about why you suck, and let's talk about what you said last week. No, he immediately reached out and helped him. You are worth it. You are enough. And I say that a lot, but it's true. No matter what you're going through, when you ask for help, he will immediately help you. It may not look like what you want. It may not sound like what you want, but I promise you he will. And that's how we keep going forward. And one of the things I've said a lot, and I've said it a couple of times here, is have people in your life who are a part of your success, people who you trust, people who will tell you when you're being dumb, not in a mean way, but like, hey, that's a stupid decision. You shouldn't jump off the top of the crow's nest and try to elbow drop Micah. You shouldn't. Bad idea, Jenna. Like, it's, it's, you have people in your life that will tell you that. People in your life that will say, yeah, you know, your TikTok idea is pretty good, except for, like, putting an alligator on your head. That's just awful. It's not going to work out. Tried it before. It horrible. Uh, have people that will nicely, calmly, gently tell you, hey, that's not a good idea. And people that you can say that to. Have people that will also tell you, those same people, hey, you know you're doing well. Hey, do you need help? And have those people in your life as your closest friends that you can talk to, that you can share with, that you can love. And then always center everything around Jesus. This whole series has been about a lot of things. Your life is about a lot of things. There are so many more things that I couldn't touch on. So many more things that if I kept doing this the rest of the year, we could talk about because your life's complex. Like I said, like people are pulling you in all different directions. But what I can tell you here is that you are valuable. You are enough. You are worth it. And you're never alone. So no matter what happens, remember those successful times. Remember those times where you feel close. Remember those times where you feel victorious. And then in the times where you don't, remember them and ask for help. And talk to God. Take time to build yourself up. And do your best to quiet those voices that tear you down. And then help each other to do the same. And that's all I got.